No one told me Billy Ellis was gonna be a part of this show. Bad guys. Yep, I'm starting off early. My name is Fastcut, also known as FC. I'm everywhere on in Star Citizen, more so now than 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 usual. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good for good enough for now. <laughs> Recently is um debates on Tuesday with Miss Hearts on the 80s show. Sometimes I'm on DA Dead Air with Super Bathory, that's on Friday. Sometimes I'm on Relay, that's on Saturday. Sometimes I'm on I'm on the Captain Table on Saturday. Also, yeah, I'm kind of a busy busy guy sometimes. Oh, don't forget, don't forget. I'm also on Super Bathory's um RPG BTM Vampire the Masquerade um um stream sometime. There you go. Yo. <laughs> I forgot to pay my bills, the power went out. No, I didn't. <laughs> the government cut me off during COVID. Uh, no, no, the power just went out, and I had a freaking moment because the power went out for a couple of seconds, jumped back on, and everything's back in action. So we're good. Griffin, you said your audio's off. Oh my God, all this time I've been talking, guys, and you couldn't hear me. I'm so sorry. Griffin Gaming RPG, welcome, 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 welcome. Today, as you guys saw, we're going to be talking about Criminal Minds. Okay, now I can hear you on the screen, but I can't hear you in Discord. Okay, well, they can hear me. Okay, so we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out the audio. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, before we even get into the subject of crime and the law and the justice system and prisons, uh, there was some big news that went out into the community this week. And of course, we got the news that CitizenCon uh, 2050, it was canceled. Uh, and so I know a lot of us were looking fo forward. A lot of us were looking forward. He's, he's talking. He's just on stream. I, I can hear my stream. That's, what, that's how I know he's talking. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys, if you can't hear me. Um, I don't know what's going on with the audio. Here we go. The gremlins are back. Um, Thank you for the follow. Thank you. Thank you for the follow. Um, but if you guys would give me some feedback on your feelings about uh, CitizenCon being canceled, um, any thoughts or feelings on that? I, I'll go first because I don't think you can, you can hear it yet. Well, I was, I was, I had a sliver of hope. I was still hoping. I know that the LA Convention Center is um, used as a triage center at the hospital for patients and stuff like that. But I was thinking maybe, maybe if all this was settled by July or like by the end of July, they, uh, citizen conflict still be a thing. But it's better that they told us now than, than later. Yeah. Colossal, can you hear me now? Is that better? Uh, okay, awesome. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, the question was, is that this week, this week we got the news on uh, CitizenCon 2050. Um, of course, we heard that it was going to be canceled and till next year. Any thoughts or feelings about, you know, what's happened with that and in, in the future right now, even with the development of uh, Star Citizen? Coming from the field of education, um, I, all I can say is about damn time they did that because um, I, I, the country is just not ready yet. Uh, some people feel differently. Uh, <laughs> But that's perfectly fine. I mean, you know, when you're coming from the field of education and you're worried about the little ones, um, you're not interested in anybody's thoughts about 
um, trying to open up the government. You're worried about those kids and things like that. And to have that type of um, event going on in a city and a state that's already that we already know that's already been hit very, very um, uh, harshly. Uh, it, I'm kind of glad they kind of pushed it back. And plus, the, on the flip side of it is, I'm kind of, I'm really glad they got rid of it because I want them to concentrate on Squadron 42. To be nice, <laughs> go ahead and and launch Squadron 42 in the fourth quarter of 2020. Like I heard them say, mm. it'd be nice if they did that. So this would give them ample time to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, so kudos to CIG for making the right decision. Now get to work. And make that game the best space, the best damn space game we know that Chris Roberts wants to make. Okay. Uh, so, real quick, I, I was thinking that they could do both. They've been doing both for the, for quite a while now. But it's like it's uh, like Citizen Con is my only chance to get together with um the people I will only um, see like once a year, once every other year. Mm-hmm. If I don't go to this con, mm-hmm. so I I will I will be missing that. But yes, I, I prefer people to be safe and healthy, and you know. Yeah. I, 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 hopefully, it'll be someplace I can I can go to next year. Yeah. You know, and, and interestingly enough, you know, we don't think about the fact that CitizenCon is not a national event. It's an international event. So you're bringing people from all over the world into this space. And again, even if things have subsided, uh, just for the sake of safety, you know, and the sake of, you know, the world kind of getting itself back on its feet. Uh, it is a compromise, but I also really feel that CIG is going to step up and they alluded to the fact that they are going to kind of compensate a little bit by doing some extra things this year. And so it'll be really interesting to see what some of those things may be. I agree with Colossal. <clears throat> now they can focus completely on development. Um, it is, I'm sure they do have to juggle to pull off a convention like that because each year it has grown. And there was an expectation that this year would have been both the largest and probably the mo- one of the most significant citizen cons that they would have had. So the fact that they can kind of keep focused and keep their heads to the grindstone um, and, and not only for Squadron 42, but even just for Star Citizen, uh, I'm pretty excited about that. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. We're going to miss seeing people. I agree with you, 100 percent fast card. Uh, Colossal, we've all been to the citizen con before. And anybody who's gone will tell you that as great as it is to see the development of the game, we just as equally enjoy being around people, meeting people, seeing people, faces that we've talked to, maybe that we've never got a chance to see in person. And then, of course, seeing people that we have seen uh, back from years ago. So we'll look forward to 2021. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't doesn't mean that California is off the hook. (laughs) Right. Right. Roberts brings it right back to California. Yes, sir. Every intent to coming there this year. Yes, sir. (laughs) Oh, be ready because Colossal's coming. (laughs) And also, this is going to be some, some people's first year going to Citizen Con, mm-hmm. and I, I feel I feel that disappointment. But I, I I met with Molly from CIG during PAX East at the Bar Citizen for for PAX East, and she said if you if you ever went to Citizen Con, this this is going to be the year to go. Yeah. So I I, I can imagine that they're disappointed as well, maybe more so than than us. Yeah. Because interestingly enough, the developers look forward to actually meeting and interacting with this, the backers as well. So there's a, a two-sided thing to that. You know, it's not just on us, but even them. Uh, there's a connection that happens. Anybody who's gone to a CitizenCon will tell you <clears throat> the developers that are there, 
they spend time with the backers. It's not like a matter of, well, let's, you know, go and put your hour and a half in and go home. They stay just as late as we do. And some of us have even seen Chris stay, you know, to the very end. So it's a great time to get to meet the development team in person and, of course, meet other backers and stuff. So we will look for next year, 2021. And Colossal, you're 100 percent right. They better not go to Germany. They better not go to the UK. They better be in Los Angeles in 2021. Better be in Los Angeles. Let me just say one thing. Julian Anderson, I'll miss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope, let's hope, you know, and, and not to be funny, but there is another side to this, right? Because we were kind of looking for a possible, you know, and this is all, you know, theory crafting and conjecture and everything. Thank you for the follow, St. Tosin. Uh, we, we were thinking about this as some conjecture, but there was an idea that maybe there'd be an announcement about Squadron 42 as uh, maybe a release right. date or something like that. But if we go next year, who knows what we're going to hear or maybe what we'll even see, you know, so see, go ahead, Colossal. See, here's, here, here was my conspiracy, my conspiracy. Oh, it, I, I was thinking of this. <laughs> Shiver. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of this because we all know if you're if you're a huge gamer, and things like that, whether it be console or, or or PC, E3 usually comes out around June. Right. And I was hoping. I know what you're thinking. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm putting this bug in people's ears right now. Yeah. So pay attention, America. America. <laughs> See, I was thinking that when in Austin, not last year, but the year before mm -hmm. in CitizenCon. Chris Roberts came out, and I hope I'm right on this one, because I, if I remember correctly, because I did have some drinks, um, that he said that Squadron 42 is going to come out in the fourth quarter of 2020. Right. Okay. Fast car, you was there. I saw you around. Griff, I saw you. I just didn't come up to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I was hoping that, oh, my God. Okay. All right. So, so here's the deal. In terms of marketing, wouldn't it be a wonderful idea for CIG to come out during E3 and announce Squadron 42 to be available either for the fourth quarter of 2020 or for quarter one of 2021. Mm, mm. And that no, would have... Go ahead, go ahead, Fast No, go ahead and finish. Okay, and that to me would have been ideal because you would have hit the entire world gaming community to see it. Yeah, to see it right there, you would have hit. You would have hit everybody that was there looking for anything on any platform, Sony, whatever. Everybody around the world would have been there. They would have heard that CIG finally comes out, and that would have put the nail in the coffin to all these naysayers going around here talking about scam, da -da -da, all this mess, right? <laughs> so, with that being the case, I was really hoping that this summer, despite uh, prior to the COVID, right. that all of this stuff was going to go down and that CIG was going to have a marketing fiasco, uh, a marketing a marketing dream mm -hmm. by announcing at E3 that they are putting, putting out their product. That would have been a, 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 a magic moment for CIG and those of us who follow Star Citizen. See, for me, I have to push back on that a little bit because I remember, I remember Video Games um, Award in 2015, Chris Robert and Mark Hamill both go on the stage at, uh, together announcing Garden 42 for 2016. So I don't want to repeat of that. <laughs> well, I don't want to repeat of that, but I think based upon the progress of what we've seen in the game, let's let's just say that we do go into beta later this year for Squadron 42. 
it do, and and all, everything's been canceled this year, right? I mean, everything's put on hold. All gaming conventions, so everything, right? So listen, virtual. right. So, but but I'm saying in general, those presentations, you know, they're not going to be like they would be, right? So we know that next year they're going to want to come back with a big bang, and to be able to be able to do it next year as a platform, I agree, would be amazing. Assuming to to Fastcart's point that we are in beta prior to that time. If we're in beta prior to that time then guarantee you it will knock the socks off when they unveil that that would be the, the worldwide platform for people to be able to uh see the progress of squadron 42 so let's keep our fingers yeah, crossed and and, 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 I, and I, I agree with the point it's just that they've done it before on a smaller scale granted but they've done it before and and, and got burned by it so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm careful i want to be careful about that yeah yeah well, again, that was we know that was in the early days. If you want to call it the early days, the early days. So hopefully we will get to it. Yeah, I know we're only four, right? <laughs> <laughs> only four years ago, right? Okay, we won't go down that road. Okay. Um, and by the way, Colossal, it, it would have been very easy to spot me in in fast cart at a convention. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Oh yeah, y'all were hard to spot. <laughs> okay. I looked around the room. I looked around it. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and wait, jump. wait, wait, wait. What? It, 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 is that Griffin or is that Forrest Whitaker? Oh, there we go. So here we go. Yes, yeah, somebody threw that Forrest Whitaker thing on me. I remember that. I can't believe that mess. Anyway, okay, we won't even go on that one. Um, okay, let's jump in to this, our subject tonight. Again, Criminal Minds. Um, you know, this whole, as you guys know, with the entrance of 3.9, uh, we have gotten the prison system, which is another step in the law system that CIG has been putting into Star Citizen. Um, there's also been some new justice system laws that have gone into place in, res in relation to crime stat uh, and how you get into prison. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. Crushler is going to be the last thing we talk about. But before we get into that, we want to talk about different aspects of, I guess, what some people would call crime. Some people may consider it not crime. Uh, and so I, I, before we dip into it, the first one is piracy. Uh I'm going to start with Colossal. Colossal, talk to me a little bit about the. If, do you feel piracy is important and why in a game like Star Citizen? Uh, uh, yeah, I do. But can I start off with a definition of piracy? I'd, I'd love to hear it. Okay, all right. So we got three definitions here. So this is coming from the uh, Webster Dictionary. It says here that piracy is an act of robbery on the high seas. An act of robbery on the high seas. So we can uh deduce that we're in space right all right second definition is a robbery on the high season third definition there are two of them here an unauthorized use of another's production invention or conception especially an infringement of a copyright and or the illicit access of broadcast signals in other words hacking right right so now his colossal definition of piracy it is all wagging a bit okay a h w a g n BTD, assholes who ain't got nothing better to do. <laughs> okay, so with that being the case, I mean, is it going to be uh, uh, good in game? Yeah, it's going to be good in game. It gives you another sense of um, immersion. Okay. You know, you can't just run around here and, and, and expect that everybody's going to allow you to go ahead and make 20 million in a, in a night. Right. Or things like that. So you got to have some type of system that allows for the lawlessness to become the law, mm -hmm. right? right. Um, places like Pyro and things like that. I mean, so, um, I mean, it, God bless those jokers, but but good God almighty. I mean, if, if you're going to run around here with people like 
uh, that, that you see the, the grievers that we'll talk about later on down the line, um, then there's got to be some type of management for that. But uh, it, hopefully it'll be a good gameplay. It won't be my style of gameplay. Okay. Fast card. Uh, first of all, Colossal, can you put that initial in quick chat for me? Because I didn't cut that on that. Second of all, for actual piracy, griefing, uh, uh, everything, all that stuff, just stay the heck away from me. Because I don't want any part of that. I'm going to be around terror. Um, my happy butt going to be, you know, try to be safe. I'm going to try to hide, hide, some, hide, hide some guns and stuff like that. So, yeah, just leave me alone. But, yeah, um... For Pisces, I guess, yes, I can see how people enjoy that. I am not in that camp. I'm what I would call a care bear in EVE Online. I know that's a dirty word, but hey, if I'm using it, it's fine. <laughs> so also, um, like, yeah, um, it, it's not it's not something that I, I would particularly enjoy. If it's something like, um, I prefer PvE content and going against Bandrolls or, you know, whatever um, else um, the sandbox activity comes up. Okay, not your not your gameplay, Colossal. I'm sorry, I didn't give you permission to put it in there. So sorry, you've been banned. You cannot yeah, write into man. the game. <laughs> I know, but we can we'll, we'll put it in a little bit later for everybody. Well, matter of fact, would you could you say say the acronym again? What was it again? A H W A G as in goat, N as in knight, B as in beta, T as in Thomas, D as in David. There we go. All right. Yes, he's been banned. <laughs> Way to get banned, folks. Okay. I think go. I it's just fast quote remove timed out on yeah. clock. So it should be good, yeah. Yay. All right. Well, contrary to other people's belief, you got three brothers here who don't want to do no crime. Okay? So let's just throw that in at the very beginning of this, all right? Um <laughs> I'm not big into crime either, but we will talk about the importance of it because Colossal, I think you're right. In order to have balance in the universe, and Chris has always said that he wants the universe to reflect real life. Um, you do have the bad guys, right? You've got the people out there who are where the good people are sleeping, the uh, bad people are scheming. They're up thinking, trying to figure out how to get over, how, what they're going to do next. Um, so yeah, I think that's great. Thank you for the definition on piracy as well. You all, in case you all don't know it, Colossal's a school teacher, so he had to go to Webster's before he even got started, but <laughs> he had to give us the definition. But I do think it's important that we do find some way to define it. Now, it may not be Webster's definition, uh, but I think people have used the term piracy uh, sometimes right on point as far as definition goes. Other times, maybe not so. And so we're going to check out a couple of clips. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get in contact with Board Gamer, and Board Gamer gave me permission or gave us permission to use uh, a clip from a video that he did as an interview with uh, Captain Kidd, uh, who is over in a pirate organization in Star Citizen. And he asked Captain Kidd, because they're very organized within, within their group, uh, to him, what was the definition of piracy? So we're going to listen in on that for a little bit, then we're going to come back and, and talk about what we hear and see how many of us, including those of you in chat, uh, if you agree with what Captain Kidd says, or do you see it being something different? And please feel free to type in to us what you think in your mind what piracy is. Do you agree with Colossal said, or do you have some other definition of it? So let's take a quick listen. Can you explain who you are and tell me a little bit about the Brotherhood? Sure. Yeah. I'm so I'm Captain Kidd. I'm I'm a backer. I've been a backer of Star Citizen for almost four years now. So. I uh, participated and played all the way back from uh, 
and watch the development. And just like everybody else, I'm really enthused and excited to have this game be something that's really fun, not just for me, but for everybody. So my role in Star Citizen is, a, is in a pirate, and I've always loved the underdog position. So that's what I'm up to, and that's what our group called the Piracy uh, Brotherhood of Libertalia is all about. So can you explain a little bit more about what um, you do in game? What, what, what's your sort of gameplay loop? Yeah, I think for us, the, the, the way to kind of sum it up is that I like being a good sport while I'm doing bad deeds. And I know that's kind of a contrarian statement, but, you know, being a good sport about being a pirate, I think is really important. And what that means to me is when I target a mark and go in and, and ask them to drop their shields or um, open their ramps so we can loot them. Um, I do it with what I call a kind of piracy professionalism, which is to not harass them, um, not gank them or uh, grief them, and not even KOS, but actually give them an opportunity to surrender first before they die. And that to me is what piracy really ought to be in terms of it being a, a good sportsmanship kind of activity. So that's my that's my gameplay approach. And it's also the, the approach of the mates who are working with me in the brotherhood. Okay, so you're, you're looking at it sort of like you'd still kill non-compliant players, but you wouldn't go out of your way to gank them. You want to have a bit more of a meaty gameplay loop where there's a bit of etiquette and a bit of sportsmanship there. Exactly. So, I mean, we're not Care Bears. We will definitely take out targets and marks. So that's not an issue. But it's to not fire on a target unless we're being attacked by them or provoked or we're under, we're under siege or a war of some kind. But really to give them the benefit of the doubt to, to power down, because honestly, it's not about morals, it's about profit. Because piracy, you don't want your ship, uh, your targeted ship destroyed with cargo spread out all across the universe. You want it in one place. You want it where you can get it fast. You want to limit the amount of ammo you use and limit your, um, uh, I guess, your notoriety. A lot of people want notoriety, but I think piracy needs to be flying under the radar so that we're not calling attention to us, which would cost us uh, ammo and energy and time and fielding UEE um, uh, retribution, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all about prop. It's about profit for us. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. Um, I was saying that I like the fact that he talked about um, it's not about morals, it's about profit. And he distinguishes piracy. On, on stream. Really? Um, am I still muted now? No, no, okay. Okay. okay, sorry, guys. Um, I was saying that, it, that it's about profit for pirates. And I like the fact that he distinguishes that. Uh, and, and, and focusing in on the fact that, yes, they still will kill you. Um, don't think that you, you know, we're not Care Bears. He says, we will kill you. But if you do this, that, and the other, we may let you live. 
uh, I remember when I was playing Eve, uh, I was I was into mining. I shared the story a while back, but I was into mining. I went into an area that was dominated by another organization, uh, another corporation in Eve. And um, when their guys got there and I was trying to get away, they basically disabled me and basically stopped and said, you're not supposed to be in this area. Um, and if you pay us X number, I think it was like five million or eight. No, it was like 15 million. Uh, we'll let you go. Well, the value of my ship plus my ore was way more than that. And so we literally sat there and negotiated back and forth until I finally got him to come to a number that was reasonable to me, even though I had way more money than that. And he was satisfied with he let me go and I was able to keep my ship and all of my the contents that I had mined. But I had to leave their section, their sector. Um, so that for me was a good aspect of role play. And it fulfilled what I would even define as piracy. Uh, what did you guys think about what Captain Kidd said? You want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Um, well, <laughs> he said some things here. He said, we want to be good sports while doing bad deeds. <laughs> okay, now that, folks, is called an oxymoron. If I go around <laughs> calling somebody pretty ugly. Boy, you are pretty ugly. Well, you can't be pretty. It's ugly. Okay, so, so doing good, good being a good sport while doing bad deeds. I mean, uh, and then he says, uh, you want to surrender first before you die. Mm -hmm. Well, that to I me, you're going to die anyways, whether you surrender or not. So, Real quick, I, I think it would have been better if he just said, I, we aim to misbehave. But and, uh, you, know, yeah. you know, and then he comes in and says, it's all about profit. Now, I, <laughs> that's, I guess you can take that with a grain of salt, but that's what you're getting, folks, when you deal with pirates. Yeah. Okay, you're going to take Colossus philosophy, which is shoot first and beg for forgiveness later <laughs> if you want to get out of that whole situation. Uh, uh, and then uh, Shiver, uh, Shiver came in and asked the question, on what about anti-piracy? That would be called being a buccaneer. Okay, yeah. um, so that's why they built the ship, the Buccaneer, which you can talk about later. But the Buccaneer is supposed to be an anti-pirate or a pirate killer or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, and things like that. So that's just a side note for you guys who want to know the flip side of piracy. And I will say this too, to, to your point. Okay. I will okay. say okay. this to you. Oh, hang on, real quick. I will say this to your point, Colossal. He does clarify a little bit later that they won't kill you. Uh, I know the way he said it. It definitely sounded like that's what he was saying. Uh, but he does yeah, kind of treat this negotiation. No, no. But to your point, though, that is still another side because there are some pirates who will challenge you, give you the threat, and then say, "And we'll decide if we will let you live." So you, st there's still no guarantee, even after you turn over whatever it is they ask for, that they still may not blow you out of the water, depending on, you know, how they operate. Basically, go, go ahead, fast card. See, I, I never had, I never dealt with pirates on on, on that scale. I used to play Eve Online also. I, they were just, I mean, people would just blow me up for no reason. I'd be mining, mind my own business, trying to make some money, and I know that's not piracy. That's well, they they will steal my loot and stuff like that, and, and steal whatever um equipment or gear that didn't explode with my ship. But you know, I used to have mine the Hulk. And uh, people who don't play Eve, yeah. Hulk is one of the best mining ships in, in Eve Online, and it has basically no offense and no defense. Mm -hmm. If you are um, if you mine, mine by yourself, you're on your own. So I would be mining by myself because I didn't have any anyone to help, and I um, I run multiple accounts, so I would have a couple of miners on a couple of accounts and a couple of haulers on uh, another account. And um, you go back and forth, whatever we get, whenever we get full. But you know, occasionally I, I and I will be in, in safe sec. I'll be in secure space. But occasionally, someone with a cheap destroyer 
will come in wanting wanting to have their fun and blow me up. I know, I know that's not well, that's not piracy by the, de the definition of what they're saying, but that's been been been, been my experience, and I'm hoping I don't experience that in in Star Citizen, but I probably will, and have to find some way to um come combat against that somehow. I know I had similar frustrations when I played Eve, doing kind of some of the similar thing you were doing, even when I did it with protection and org. Uh, I think that was, what was broken in Eve was that there was no way for me to respond to that act of violence against me. The bounty system didn't work in it. So basically the loss was always on the end of the minor. We had no, you know, anything that we could do, uh, like putting a bounty on that person to kind of at least say, well, you know, this person did this to me. Somebody go get them. Uh, that was the frustration, and I'm I'm kind of glad to see that in in Star Citizen, they are kind of trying to put things in that will allow that if someone does a criminal act, that the universe or those in that system can see that there are criminals, and that the people can take bounties out on them, which was coming later, of course, when we can start posting bounties on other players. Are you gonna say fast card? And I must I must came in, came in later because they had a timer thing. Like if someone attacks you, mm -hmm. you got a certain amount of time before you can so you can attack them back. So if they right. blew me up or fired right. me or something like that, I I, I can respawn, mm -hmm. get into a fighter ship and, and try, try to go after them. Yeah, they still had that. that. More often than that, they, they would um the timer would run out or I I miss my chance because they would they would escape. Yeah, yeah. Or or or, or a Concord would, would get them if they're in since they're in high tech. Yeah. Shiver, Shiver mentions a point here. He says a pirate that kills you after you pay a ransom gets a bad reputation. And in the end, the word of mouth uh, will get out and they won't get any money in the end at all. And Captain Kidd even alludes to that in part of the interview. I really want to recommend to you guys to check out Board Gamer's video uh, because they do go into great detail about piracy and uh, the briefing, marauding. There's a whole bunch of subjects they cover. We just took a couple excerpts. I'm going to play the second part of this so that we can hear what else Captain Kidd has to say about piracy. And is this style of gameplay, the Pirate's Code, and the sort of like the etiquette behind it, is that something that you see as a short-term sort of like thing until we've got more systems for reputation uh, and more implementation of uh, piracy and outlaw systems? Or is it something that you also want um, CIG to potentially take on board when they're developing some of these mechanics? Or is it a more of a long-term thing? What's the sort of scale with this? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because there's been some confusion about that in the last year, uh, particularly on the in, the in the Discord community. And the, we're not trying to push a way that we want it to go. It's more about kind of noticing the way CIG is already going. When Tony's D laid out the the um, uh, crime stat system and the mechanics. Uh, in this last go-around where we had at the convention, it was very interesting to, to listen to him share about uh, how the, the, the rewards and punishment system is going to go. So I think what's going to happen is there's going to be mechanics in place that deal with a lot of trying to balance out the gameplay. So I'm not trying to be the great balancer or, or tell anybody how to play or gatekeep, like I said. But I do think that there are some basic things that if we keep them in mind, um, we can fly under the radar, we can reduce the retribution. Also, uh, having access to ports of call, to suppliers, and to, to other player organizations, that if, if we wind up asshatting everybody and having such a terrible reputation that nobody wants to engage with us, it's gonna be really hard to be able to get around. Now, some pirates 
identify themselves through that. The harder it is, the better for them. The more power to them, and they can play however they want. But like I said, it's really about how to play in a way that we can maximize our profit, we can have fun, and we can also send a message to the star citizen community that piracy is actually a credible part of the game and not a detriment. And that means abiding by a couple of guidelines that will help us be able to maybe not pull the trigger in a couple instances where uh, by doing so, we, we turn our reputation, our bad reputation around. Okay. So, you know, on that point, uh, Fast card, I'm going to jump to you first. You you referenced yourself as a Care Bear earlier, uh, and you did it with pride. You know, you, <laughs> you didn't back down about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always been a person that's believed that, you know, there's a yin and yang to this whole thing, right? That you have the bad and the good. And sometimes I've heard on both sides where folks who are more into maybe exploration, science, and things of that nature where they are very hard on folks who want to do piracy or do something along those lines, criminal acts. And then those who are on the other side, and we can even go to PVPers, right? So there are people who are into exploration stuff who really get negative about PVPers. But then you've got the PVPers and the pirates who are negative toward the Care Bears. You know, it's like almost like a slur, you know, that you're a Care Bear, right? Um, but I've, I've always felt that you need all of that in the universe to make the universe complete. Uh, I think that my frustration, I hate to keep referencing Eve on a, on a star citizen yeah. thing, but because so many players understand how Eve worked at the economics and in this, how the whole game worked, the, the thing that bothered me and, and Tony Z has alluded to the fact that this will happen in star citizen, but it did not happen in Eve. If you started messing with the miners, right? The people who are providing the raw resources to build your great ships and your big fleet. The thing that bothered me was that the economy wasn't impacted enough. You didn't start seeing the price of ships go up or the price of, of resources and metals go up. They stayed the same. So there was no repercussion to those acts taking place in the universe. When we were at SitCon last year, you guys will remember, Tony Z introduced a very much more detailed aspect of economics and showed us how impact of piracy, uh, impact of workers, all types of things will impact the price of commodities, whether commodities are available, whether commodities become scarce. Uh, to me, that's what's going to balance it for me and make it a game that's going to make it much more challenging for everybody in part because if pirates get too heavy in an area they start cutting off trade lanes guess what they start going broke right uh at the same time when everything's flourishing it also gives them an avenue to make money and profit so fast card give me some feedback on on that what you think in that comparison yeah i think it's going to be like really tough to balance because i mean like i said evil line didn't have it balanced well enough just you Blow someone up that's really minimal, if no no impact whatsoever on, on the market, unless unless you're in like um low or no set. But even that, they have logistics in place to bring in materials from high set into into no set. Right. But uh, for for Star Citizen, I mean, I'm hoping it'll be better. But I have I I have to cop out and say you have to wait and see and see, see, see what happens just mm -hmm. see how it pans out because i mean um eve online for a while oh, i don't know if they still do but they had an economist on 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 their staff to for, for, um to work out these things and as far as i know um no one is, there's no one in star citizen with that, with that capacity but that can change in the future but i mean like also um it's going to be a one in ten or one in nine 
um, PC, PC to NPC ratio. So if you're like one out of 10, um, how much impact can, can you actually have? So it, it'd, be a, it'd be a balancing act and I'm interested in see how to do it, but I'm hopeful, I hope, I'm hoping that they'll, 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 they'll figure it out. Okay, Colossal, what about you? Um, um, what game has anybody seen that has figured this out? <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I'm with Fast Card here. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm interested in board games. I'm interested to see what Captain Kidd's answer uh, to Board Gamer was when Board Gamer called out his, uh, what is a pirate's coat? Yeah, because you know, you know, give uh, you know, take things and give none back and all this mess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, I I just love the way how Captain Kidd is trying to recharacterize mm-hmm. uh, the, the sense of piracy. Um, you know, but <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see how everybody perceives it uh, in game. You're going to have some people that's going to be happy, and you're going to have a lot of people or some people that may be upset with how that's carried out. Yeah. In the game, but we'll see how that immersion happens, and I look forward to seeing CIG's evolution towards it. There's a great video that just came out yesterday or today by the Eradicator, where he who who he who does not like piracy decided to try piracy out. Uh, he landed at a base. He was in his Connie, I think. Somebody landed a caterpillar. He waited for the person in the caterpillar to go in and put in their order. He got on the guy's caterpillar and went inside and got up in the turret. So he wouldn't be spotted <clears throat> when he came downstairs he, he ended up finding out that this guy had loaded his caterpillar with 1.3 million in a greasium the whole ship was a greasium and so he was like oh this is unbelievable so he goes up front pops the guy gets his name takes his ship goes and flies somewhere and then he contacts the guy and says hey i've got your ship how much will you pay me to get it back? Now, it's interesting that he did that because, first of all, we know he couldn't sell it, right? There's nothing that he could do with it. But what he did do is use it as a point of ransom. He said that he expected the guy to say, I'll give you twenty or 30,000 UEC. He said the guy offered him a half million UEC to get the Caterpillar back. And so he flew all the way back, brought the Caterpillar back to the guy, they exchanged it, had a laugh about it. He caught, but he told him later on, could I use this for the video? And the guy was like, sure. But that was an interesting, for his first time deciding to do piracy, that he would run across 1.3 million in the Grecium. Kind of blows my mind. So look for the Eradicators video if you want to get the details on that story, because it just came out either today or yesterday. Uh, but piracy, my point is, is that piracy can be a lot of different things depending on how people want to play it out. It can be about surrendering your ship surrendering what you're carrying, uh, taking your ship and saying, hey, if you want your ship back, this is what you got to pay. Or if you want your cargo back, uh, there's a lot of ways people can play it. Uh, But I do appreciate Captain Kidd trying to create some type of structure. Now, I know this isn't going to reign throughout the universe, but the fact that they are at least thinking it out and trying to have some guidelines so that their people just aren't doing any old thing and then calling it piracy is the thing that I do like that he's trying to do. <clears throat> if I can make one more extra point, sure. I do think it's one point that needs to be pushed in terms of what I think Captain Kidd is also trying to say that I feel like is very important in terms of piracy. Mm-hmm. Captain Kidd said it's all about profit. Mm-hmm. It's all about profit. So <clears throat> if they're scanning your ship 
and they see that you got nothing but corundum, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to consider that profitable <laughs> enough to attack you. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, so be aware of what you have on your ship. Be aware of what type of ship That's you true. have. Because these people are saying it's all about profit. And I don't think a piracy org or organization is going to jeopardize their entire uh, mm. uh, way of life for a non-profit mm. or a lack of profit, a non-lucrative uh adventure so that's a good point yeah because that you make yourself you know depending on uh, there may be some runs that you could do that you're willing to chance you know going out there on your own and going do and then there are those other runs like you say where it's like nah i gotta get an escort fleet (laughs) there's no way i'm taking this out by myself um let me ask you guys this real quick and then we'll jump into the oh yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead fast heart before you do that, uh, real quick, I just want to say, um, my, my thing is also, going back to EVE Online, is the difference between consensual PvP and non-consensual PvP. There are, uh, there are some people who believe that if you're in a certain place, doing a certain activity, you're automatically um, consenting to PvP. Where I, 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 I don't prescribe to that, um, that line of thought. I'm like, if, 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 if I'm in a certain ship, like a combat ship, then yeah, probably you can you can take me on. But if I'm just minding my own um, business, mining with no offense and no defense, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to invite invite people here. Mm-hmm. And so that I'm wondering how they'll um address that in, in, in Star Citizen. That's a good point. Very very good point. Again, there's so many different ways that people can you know, and I'm sure we're gonna have a million different definitions of piracy. Some people are gonna consider ramming my ship into you and you know knocking your cargo out in space as piracy. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. What people are gonna come oh, up with? Especially on the whole ship. Yeah, yeah, and and that was gonna be my next question. I was gonna ask you guys. There's been a lot of concern about ships like the whole series. Uh, I to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but to me, the only way to steal a hull ship is to steal a hull ship. I mean, you you literally have to take the ship. And some of you guys may remember there was a video that CIG put out uh, on the Hull Sea where they showed at some point the ship went into red alert. The lights inside of it were flashing yeah. and, and the crew was had armed themselves and was preparing for a boarding party. Um, to me, that's the type of thing that I see happening with those ships. Because a lot of people say, oh, all the cargo is exposed and outside. First of all, you can't take those cargo containers. They have to be attached to the ship. So I'm thinking if you're going to take one, it's going to have to be that level of piracy where you, and even if you disable it, right? What happens if you disable it? I mean, we haven't seen this game mechanic yet, but to what level can you target engines, disable them, get on board that ship and can engineers repair them in space? Or, you know, how will pirates get that ship moved with that cargo? Any thoughts on that, guys? Um, I could hit your head. You can you can hit someone with an EMP and just dis- disable a ship that way, and, and then board, try to board the ship and where the power is down. So okay. That'll be that'll be interesting, but yeah, like um for the for the whole for the whole specifically, I don't know. It's like I can imagine people will try to ram ram a hull, try to knock knock some of their boxes off, and try to claim them with another ship. Mm. It, it, if unless that ship can survive the ramming and stuff like that, yeah. claim it themselves. So I, I, I can see that coming, but as far as boarding parties and stuff like that goes, yeah, like, you can EMP a ship, try to board it, and try to take over it. And uh, people on board the ship can decide whether or not they, they like their chances and try to hold off the attackers, or they can try, you can just surrender and try to come con- con- some, some kind of terror. But, so, um, go ahead. Now I was going to say, J2 mentions here, 
that maybe they'd bring an SRV. And maybe and as there, that might be the only way to get cargo containers, J2, but the question is still getting them moved and moved to where. I mean, we haven't seen how that whole mechanic on those containers is going to be, whether they can literally be disconnected and put into another ship fairly quickly, like using an SRV. Um, and like Colossal said, you better bring a lot of them. If it's a whole C or D up, forget it. <laughs> One SRV isn't going to do it. Uh, but that's a good point. That's a good point to raise. I mean, but but the main part, if you're in a whole C or a whole D or happen for better whole E, mm -hmm. use an escort. <laughs> or oh, absolutely. E, e, even if you think you're you're on a safe pay, if you're driving around a whole a whole E, that is a big target <laughs> on your back. So yeah. Klaus, were you gonna say something about it? Well, my concern would be, in, in addition to all that, what what are they gonna put in any mechanics for the damage of containers? Because, mm. uh, I mean, because now, remember, we got, is it Quantanium? And correct me if I'm wrong, is that Quantanium? Yeah. That he just put in game? Yeah. So, what uh -huh. if you got some, I, I mean, I understand that Quantanium has to be refined and all this mess and blah, blah, blah. But let's say you are hauling quant Quantanium or some type of volatile uh, cargo that you may have, and all of a sudden that ship is attacking, you're getting attacked, and <clears throat> a couple of your cargoes get hit. Will that devalue? the uh the uh the price of the cargo yeah i think it depends on what, what, what the cargo is like if it's something like that's not volatile or something that you can't damage it should be fine if right. it's something like food stuff that may spoil if it's exposed space or whatever then yeah it won't be fine right mm. i was thinking of um what was that a death stranding you know how when you if you, if you ever play death stranding uh you go out there and if your cargo is damaged your cargo is basically you just lost something you lost it yeah you know some things things like that so it's gonna be interesting if they put any type <clears> of mechanics <throat> on the value of the cargo if it's damaged or not just as a side note for death stranding that baby just freaked me out so no i haven't played death stranding <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's, it's a good game <laughs> Yeah, J2, that's a good point. You could use the SRV to pull a whole ship, again, just depending on yeah. the size of the ship. Or even if it's the containers, maybe. I don't know. You know, well, they, you, can fleet, you can use a fleet of SRV to, 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 to tow it your whole E. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. But, the you know, they, there's a lot involved with that because you're talking about quantum jumping and a whole lot of other stuff. I mean, we do that now. But, again, it, it's great stuff to suggest and ideas to think about because... I don't even want to think about what it would mean to take a, a whole E on. I think a whole C, the whole C supposedly will be the most popular of the whole series that will yeah. be in the universe. Uh, but once you start getting to a D and an E, first of all, the amount of what you're carrying to even put on an E, I still can't, unless you're trying to feed a, a moon or something. I don't know for six months. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Well, I can imagine, I can imagine an E being used for inter interplanetary, like going from a planet to a moon and back and forth between or between even between planet and planet, but definitely between a planet and moon, you can use E to hold a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, J I can see what J2 is saying, but the question is, J2, would that be worth it, though? I mean, if you right. try to remember, remember, it's all about profit. If at one point you're seeing a full cargo ship mm. full of um, Laranite, and you just went up there and pew, pew, pewed, and you blew up the entire, <laughs> you know, whole ship, and now instead of having, you know, 50 containers that were solid, you got two, three, five, 10, <laughs> 50, you know, it, and that's a lot of lucrative resources gone. Well, not just that, you've also lost a good ship. You know, do you really want to blow yeah, up a yeah, ship? Yeah. Not to be funny, a whole right. E, do you really want to blow up a whole E? I mean, the whole E might be worth more than the freaking cargo was, you know, when it's all said and done. So, well, the thing is, it, it, it's not yours, you don't care. No, 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 I'm, but I'm saying, it, to capture one, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that'd be awesome. 
you know, to be able to capture one. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, again, this is all, you know, theory crafting. But again, we, we, we can kind of see how this whole piracy thing can interact if people do look at it from, a, like you said, a profit standpoint, Colossal, where it's about how much money can we walk away from? when we do this act now true enough we may lose some money if things escalate to a certain point matter of fact it might get to a point where we make no money if things escalate because you may have a pilot that basically says i don't care what y'all say we all going down you know that, that might be the attitude of the person against the pirate you know i mean i can imagine someone trying to target like a, a privateer or a cracking privateer <laughs> just to claim all the stuff that's inside the privateer that they're that, that trying to sell and yeah and claim, claiming it for themselves yeah yeah that's gonna be yeah J2, you're going to piss off some misc, misc lovers in here with that last comment. I'm not going to repeat it, but you're going to get some folks worked up with that one. All right. So let's, let's change channels here and go to our next subject. Um, a couple months ago in March, CIG uh, posted <laughs> uh, a post on Spectrum, and the post was in relation to griefing and stream sniping. Uh, for those of you, if you can, if you want to remember the time frame, this was right after the Carrick came out, um, and so uh, evidently there were some issues with. And the, the letter kind of focused more on the stream sniping more than griefing, but they mentioned griefing in and ganking in the letter. But it was evidently referenced that there were people who were. Uh, it, for those of you who don't know what stream sniping is, it means when you're watching Twitch and you're watching another player play, and then you decide to interact with them, be, and you know exactly where they are and what they're doing because you're watching them on live stream, uh, but it also works as a disadvantage to the person on the other end because they don't know you're doing that. Uh, and so evidently, there was uh, stream sniping, and then there was pad ramming that was taking place. And I remember this because a lot of people were spawning at Port O. At that time, you could they were, they were spawning carracks there, and people were constantly pad ramming. I don't know what it was about the Carrick that people decided to go. We hadn't had pad ramming in a long time. And all of a sudden, the Carrick came out and people just started pad ramming again. Um, right. And go ahead. My guess is that it, it, it's an expensive ship that they just want to like have fun with. Yeah, I, I get it. But what I'm saying is there's other expensive ships that have come out. And I don't remember anybody pad ramming. Eight nineties. You know, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I mean, it was like some type of weird fever that happened for a couple of weeks of people just constantly pad ramming uh, Carrick's. But it, but even the, the stream sniping also seemed to be happening at the same time. And so CIG basically right. said, "Hey, you know, there's a certain level and a certain you know, we stay out of stuff, but there's a certain point where it starts to impact the game of other players, and we don't think this is a healthy aspect to it." Um, this also raised the ire of a lot of folks in the community. Some people felt that CIG was <clears throat> overstepping their bounds, that they needed to just stay out of it because in EVE, uh, CCP usually stays out. I can't even remember a time where CCP really intervened on anything. Uh, they have a real no hands to, once they put it out there, it's just out there. Um, so I don't know if maybe that was because that's how people have responded from being in CCP's game of EVE or whether or not CIG was going a little bit too far. Or do you think CIG did the right thing? Uh, because we knew the law system was coming, but it wasn't completely put in place uh, by the time to deal with the aspect of pad ramming. Uh, Colossal, give me some feedback. What do you think in relation to that whole thing? You sure you want Colossal's feedback? Because a lot of people are going to be upset with me. Cause, That's okay. You know, I'll give I'll give him your phone number and address when the show's over with. Don't worry. Go ahead. <laughs> it is it is one eight hundred. Don't call me unless. <laughs> so okay, hold on. Let me type that out. One eight hundred. Don't call me unless I send for you. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So listen, I mean, listen, folks, 
uh, 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 now you got the prison systems in the game, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, uh, uh, griefing, all that good stuff, and then all of a sudden you got stream sniping. I cannot stand stream snipers. As a matter of fact, we were on earlier in the week or over the weekend, we were all in the game with Captain Richard. And obviously there were some people stream sniping. I'm not going to call no names. Mm -hmm. first, first initial H. <laughs> the second name starts with a P. <laughs> and it's named after a little kid in a movie. <laughs> okay, if y'all know what I'm talking about, that person is class A dangerous. Mm -hmm. And a big stream sniper and all this mess. But that person did that, or at least that group did it to Captain Richard mm -hmm. and group. And they had video of it. Okay. And there were several people who had video of those types of people in there. And, um, and obviously, you know, CIG may have some policies, a couple of, it could be banned because uh, you're talking about in the PTU. So what could you do in the real game? Well, you could initiate that in the prison sentence. You could give them a 48-hour prison sentence, first offense. Sure. Okay? Or you could give them a, if you want to do that first offense, remember they said they were going to go ahead and put in some type of stuff in your journal where people get to see mm -hmm. what you did as far as what crimes you committed in game to determine if you are a good person doing bad deeds. Affect your reputation, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, so that, that it could do that. So you could go ahead and do that for um, logistical reasons for people to go ahead and keep documentation of it or at least document on, on in, in game. And if it's a second time offense, maybe it could go to a 10 day ban in game. Okay, mm -hmm. a, a, ten, a, ten, a 10 day ban, you're out for 10 days because, you know, that's stream sniping. You're watching somebody else's stream to figure out where they are. And then you can go ahead and grief them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, I mean, like I said, that's that's Colossus Utopia. You know, so I mean, you could take you can take that, or you could just go ahead and just you know try to implement smaller versions and try to make it somewhat not of a Care Bear game, but you got to be able to address that some way somehow. Okay, fast card. So my number is one eight hundred fast card. <laughs> I'm just gonna agree with uh, what Carlos said just there. Like I, I'm, I'm, I don't see what someone how I mean how someone would enjoy screen screen typing. If it's um some kind of like if you're like if it's consensual PvP or like you know Captain Richard or, or some other streamer is like out in a in, in, in a in a ship and he's trying she's looking for trouble, fine. But if it's like trying to get off or trying to get off a pad or some other um stuff, I don't I don't see the purpose in it. But uh as far as the law system goes, <laughs> yes, I agree with um Colossal stated on that. Give him a suspension. Uh, how many, however many hours they feel is appropriate, and if they keep repeating it, keep keep giving them, keep giving them more. The problem I see with that is that people can make it's so easy to make it to make a new account. You just need to put in five dollars, and you can um, you can probably give you enough disk to uh, I'm sorry, I'm just the currency UEC to um buy a ship and continue doing doing what, what you're doing like. It's really easy to like have multiple accounts that way and yep. and just make someone like miserable. Mm -hmm. So at that point, if you continue to escalate it, you might have to take more drastic measures. Yeah. But as far as um, I don't, I don't think that there always be people who get, get off doing that. I don't know why. That that's something I would do. That's, I don't think anyone here would, would, would enjoy doing that. But 
some people just enjoy doing that stuff and mm-hmm. just have to make it harder to um for them to accomplish what they're doing somehow. Let, let me ask you a question to point you just made because one of the responses I hear people say, I've heard this several times, is that people are just bored, that there's nothing to do. Um, do you think that that's the case in all cases, in some cases, or do you think it's the fact that even if there was a universe of stuff to do, people would still maybe still be doing things like pad ramming and stuff? The last one. <laughs> uh, there's just gonna be people that like and Batman Joker says I'm not Joker but uh, someone says there's just some people who want to see the world burn yeah and we're gonna have people players like that in and in, in, in Star Citizen mm-hmm. okay they just want to see the, see a ship burn people burn whatever burn okay and and I and 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 this is one of the issues I have in relation to MMORPG um that a lot of times we're MMO and we're not RPG. And I don't know if the, I, I never have been able to come up with a good answer for that. And maybe those of you in chat can toss in your ideas about this. Um, it, it, there's a feeling for some people that an MMORPG means you can do whatever you want. Like a lot of times we sell a game based on that statement, right? You can come into this world and be anything you want or do anything you want. But then in reality, in life, you can't do everything you want. You know, there are restrictions, limitations. Um, are people in a role-playing game do you feel that people should be compelled to lean toward role-playing in some form or do you feel that now you you know you you know what i mean that you know real quick real quick i just want to say like there are some people who like um feel in sense of of entitlement because they paid money they bought the game they feel like they own the game so they have to do 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 what they want want. okay and some people some people like to think like to play an, an MMORPG as a single player RPG, and, and they can do, do do whatever they do, they want with no consequences, and they extend that into MMORPG. So yeah, yeah. I, I give it to Colossal. I talk enough. <laughs> Ban him. <laughs> wow. There you go. Wow. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I, there's one thing about bad behavior. And, and again, you know, there, there's, there, you know, there's an aspect of being the bad person, the bad guy, the villain that we need to offset the other side. And that's, I'm nothing against that. I'm not trying to create this utopian world. I, I do like a world with some form of balance. And sometimes that balance swings more in one direction. And then sometimes it swings back the other way. As long as that's what's happened, it's fine. But when it leans in one direction all the time, that's when it does bother players who necessarily don't want to be on that other side. Uh, they, you want to feel some form of equity when you're playing a game. Um, and so I, my other question was, do you, and I'll ask this question and then we'll move on. And I'm sorry. In fact, I didn't read the letter, but this is the letter for those of you who are on. Um, and you can read it. I don't know if you can read that writing, uh, but it's basically the letter where they talk about this PVP uh, excessive griefing. It was called excessive griefing and stream sniping was the type of the uh, thing. And, and uh, Tyler Whitkin was the one who sent this out. There was a lot of heat after this. I read the comments behind this. Now, there were more people for there were three times as many people giving a positive thumbs up to this uh, than there were people who gave a negative. Uh, but the people who were the negative was the ones who voiced the most in that. Uh, Thanos was right. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I'm I'm curious. Do you think CIG went too far? Should they have just left it alone and said, "Ah, we got the prison thing coming up. We'll just deal with it when that comes up"? Or do you think it was needed to make a statement 
right when that was taking place. I do you guys can answer that. You want to go first? Uh, go ahead, because I'm, I'm interested in this letter. <laughs> uh, I think it was needed. From what, from what I understand, um, people, if you're blocking someone's access to play the game, not just how they want to play the game, but just like making a life miserable, that's going too far. If it's like one time, ha ha, you let, let you go, I think that's fine. Even if you like blow up my ship one time, that's fine. But if you keep on doing it time after time after time, that's, that's blocking my, my access to the game. And that and people can argue, but you're, you're dying the way I want to play. It's, it's, it's give and take. I mean, you can't have, I mean, you have to give other people a chance to play how they want to play too. It's not just about, it's, it's a shared universe. Now there, there is a str another streamer. I, I won't say the name, but those of you who've seen this streamer, he has a very elaborate setup in his house. He's got about seven monitors uh, and he has cameras showing what he's doing with his hands and his feet and everything. And sometimes he does little dances, but he is notorious for sitting outside of Port O and just nailing people, right? Especially people who are new to the game. Um, and and the, the response that I've seen some people say to that is, well, the, you're entering, once you leave, um, what's the area called? The armistice area? You're, it's, it's, open, it's open game. It's open season, right? Um, but at the same time, we know that, at least not now, things have changed a little bit. But when people started in Star Citizen, Port O was the place where you know, the visiting player started, the new player, the person who's just been playing for a week, for most of them, that's where they start, is at Port Olisar. Um, you didn't see that type of pad ramming and those type of distant attacks happening outside of Hurston or outside of Arcorp. But you did see them happening at Port O, right? Because Port Olisar had the easiest target, and that's where the new players come in, just, just right. like you said. So, and I'm, mm -hmm. like, I, I got to a point where... I I just lift I would lift off my my pad when I'm getting to my ship just slightly mm -hmm. and try and try to try to set my jump point within the armistice zone so I don't mm -hmm. drift off too far and I I, I become a target. But most of times that works. But evidently for some other people that doesn't work. It's not enough. Or maybe they can uh, a solution could be extending the armistice zone for like I don't know. However, however many, however many kilometers or miles it takes for the, um, a weapon to not be effective. Well, well, see, I think the players who have been in the game for a while know to do what you did. But when you're a new person and you're just right. now taking off the first time and you put your ship into a you know slow cruise, you don't realize that you've reached outside of that armistice zone, right. you know, and you get and you get nailed, right? Well, all it takes is one time, and you know. Yeah. <laughs> I learned my lesson for the first time. <laughs> were, were you gonna say colossal? There's, I mean, there's a couple things you can do. Um, it, I mean, they had this in Star Wars Galaxies before they nerfed it. And don't talk about it. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you could allow players to make bounties. Okay. And I'm quite sure you're going to have players go ahead and throw up excessive bounties for a particular player. You could raise the insurance claims for that person whenever he his ship is destroyed. Um, you know, if he's going to go ahead and pat ran uh, like that or what have you. So, I mean, there's so many ways you can do it. I mean, the ultimate way is just to ban them, but that you can go ahead and just... <laughs> you know, two of those things. I think player bounties in game where the player gets to actually make a bounty on somebody for that type of stuff would be a game changer as well because I've seen 
uh, games where players create bounties for other players and other people will take them. And, um, you know, so, I mean, it's going to be interesting. You could bring back in the idea where you get permadeath. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, that, yeah. That would scare a lot of people at doing something stupid like that. Right. And you're always going to have the loud minority screaming at you for that mm. because they're going to want to pat ram you so they can just be alive in two minutes and just do it again in 30. So, well, see, I've yeah, always thought that. Go ahead. I would be more for more for permadeath and, and yeah. than 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 banning because I can just imagine someone paying a thousand dollars or more in concierge and getting all this perk and then they may not know the rules or haven't heard and they, they do it one time and then God ban that I I, I I I don't want something something like that to happen to, to, to anyone. So, yeah. Like yeah. Um, just thing seems like a, a more reasonable solution. But yeah. Then again, that won't be that won't be enough of a deterrent to someone who's really really motivated to make someone like uh difficult. Yeah. Right. And and when we're talking about a ban, let's. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking about a one-time thing. I'm talking about something that's excessive, right? Right. So, right. Right. You know. So if somebody's doing it multiple times and that's all they're doing then you could go to that extreme and say, look, you're really not caring. We see several laws. You got several criminal records of you just pad ramming, you know, throughout this time period. So we're just going to go ahead and we've given you several warnings and you still haven't heeded to those. So we're just going to have to go ahead and tell you bye-bye, play another game. Like mm -hmm. I said, that's just excessive. It's not for our first time. Yes. Can you imagine a lawsuit? I spent $25,000 on that on, 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 on <laughs> Well, I will, I will say this. I agree with the permadeath idea because permadeath gives repercussions to your actions, right? And so you really... But then again, there are some people who could care less and would, wouldn't mind walking around looking like the Terminator when it's all said and done, right? Just getting parts to their body. They really wouldn't care. <clears throat> but the but the idea of what was what happened with you over time with permadeath um, would make people I think think twice about risk versus reward right it's not going to be you're just going to indiscriminately do things because it does impact you if you do that well that's assuming people who are that's assuming someone will be attached to their character a lot yeah of yeah that's true that's true too yeah okay. Well, <clears throat> let's move on. We're going to get past this subject and hit our next one. We're going to go back to actually back to Board Gamer and Captain Kidd. And this is when, and you were asking about this earlier, Colossal. This is what Captain Kidd's going to give his definition, again, emphasizing his definition of griefing. Um, <clears throat> so uh, this is actually a good, a good segue. How do you define griefers, pirates, and outlaws? Oh, yeah. So for me, a griefer is someone who derives pleasure from harassing players repeatedly. So for no other reason than to inflict pain or to get off on watching people suffer, or it could be a repeated target where you go in after the same person uh, over and over again um, and destroy them just for the hell of it. That to me is, is what a griefer is. Um, there's kind of a fine line between playing in it, like I said, in a, in a game loop where Maybe you're chasing somebody down or you've got a bounty or something, but, but really I think it comes down to the harassment, uh, not just in game, but also in some of the, the supplemental uh, communication channels like Discord and other servers, uh, doxing and harassing and threatening people. Um, that's not fun. It's not, it's not fun for, uh, for me. 
And it's even not fun for a lot of the pirates that I work with. I mean, just what happened at Jumptown was some of the griefing where people have just had their ships destroyed, trying to get ahead with some credits. Now, some people consider that to be fun, but when it's repeated shooting and, and uh, harassing people, that's griefing. Okay. <clears throat> Any thoughts on that one? Uh, I mean, it's just that simple. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I do like his definition of, I agree with Captain Kidd's definition of, of griefing. It's just basically harassment and annoying. And, you know, uh, some people may think it's playful, um, but it's you're causing suffering in the game. Um, and it, suffering could be in credits. It could be in UEC. It could be in time. Uh, so time that you put in the game. So if you are sitting there, harassing somebody and not playing the game as is and you're annoying them and you're causing distress bereavement and all this mess of people crying about their you know spending two hundred thousand dollars on you know carrying this cargo and the same this person not only just shot them one moment but did it again and then did it again i'm sorry guys that's harassment mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's the sheer definition of, of grief so i'm in uh, complete agreement with captain kit well, it's only griefing when it's happening to me. When it's happening to you, it's happening. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. He he mentioned Jumptown, right? And you guys know Jumptown was a real hotbed. And I don't know what aspect of Jumptown was he referring to as griefing. Let me give you an example. <clears throat> Some orgs would want to go in and do the purchases of Widow, right? And what they would do is they would surround uh, or hover over or orbit over Jumptown so that their people could safely get in make purchases, do transactions, and come out. Uh, if someone else tried to come in, that that airborne group may attack them. Uh, was that griefing, or was he saying griefing was, you know, somebody's trying to make money, they're down there loading their ship up, and while their ship is on the ground, you blow it up? I'm trying to figure out where he saw the griefing aspect with Jumptown. You, any ideas? Because I didn't do Jumptown a lot, but I, I went a few times. Uh, uh, how many times did it happen? That, see, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, you know, for me, Jumptown became too volatile at one point. You know, at first it was, you know, you, you know, 50-50, right? You go in, sometimes you go there, somebody be there in front of you, they leave you alone. It's kind of like, hey, as long as you don't bother me, I don't bother you. And then there were other times where it just got, literally, you couldn't even get into Jumptown because people would just nail you before you got there. And I don't know when it became griefing, you know what I mean? Or were they just basically saying, no, we're dominating this area until we're through doing what we want to do? Okay, drugs, drugs and bad. Okay, right, <laughs> right. So I mean, jumped out is where a lot of illegal stuff is at. So right, I'm trying to figure out how griefy got jumped out became illegal. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I agree. I, 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 I agree. But I just terminology. I really do. But interesting. Like my definition of non-consensual PVP and consensual PVP. And when it comes to jump town, that's consensual. If you're in that place, you are consenting to PvP. Okay, okay, and and fair enough, because that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out where he's seeing that as griefing. I'm not getting. It. I mean, they're they're all there to do a criminal act, and you know, there's no honor among thieves. You know, they they they, they you know, again, right. I, I've gone there before where nobody bothers you. I mean, I've done it in other places too. Right, it, right. You know, even it doesn't have to be a, a criminal place. It could be, uh, you could go someplace where you know there's certain ore that's being sold, and you go there, and some people don't bother you. 
I'll give you a quick story. <clears throat> on one occasion, I consider Jumptown to be like no Yes. No, I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. Right. I had an occasion. I was in an Avenger. I landed at this one place just to do a box delivery. And there was a ship there before me. He was already on the ground. So I go make the, I go inside. I see him. He sees me. I'm carrying a box. He's already inside. He's putting the box down. Uh, I put my box down, but I get out before him. <clears throat> on my way back to my ship, <clears throat> I see him running back to his ship. I had a second box on my ship. I was flying Cutlass Black. When I went back to my ship, he starts firing on me. Now, he's in his ship. I'm sorry, I was in the Cutlass Black. He was in an Avenger. He starts firing on me. So I jump out of the back of my ship, the cargo area, because I couldn't get to the box in time, and I hide behind the struts. And eventually, I said, let me get away from this ship because it's probably going to blow up. So I get away from the ship, hide behind a big boulder. Next thing you know, boom, my ship blows up. Now, he's hovering at this point. So I'm like, okay, you destroyed my ship. You destroyed my delivery. You made your delivery. Oh, well. Guess what happened next? Now he's hovering over me, trying to nail me. So now I'm running around on the ground. I finally make it into the bunker, right? Into the same building we were in before. For 15 minutes, he hovered around the building, trying to shoot through the walls and kill me inside. And so I, at some point, it was like, okay, dude, what else do you want? You know what I mean? You've destroyed my ship. You've just ruined my delivery. And now what, what's the point of killing me? Right now I'm freaking stranded on this moon, right? Now ask me, was that grieving or was it? To me, that's going too far. But yeah, I mean, at that point, I, I, I probably would have judged um, suicide and going to come back to Port Orleans or whatever your home base was. Yeah, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I Quite often I role play as much as I can. So if I like if that had happened to my ship and he had left, I would have put a beacon out. And saw if I could get a ride. And if I couldn't get a ride, then I would have suicided. You know what I mean? But for me, it changed the dynamic of the game. And don't get me wrong. You know, I, I guess my question is, is there a space, and guys in chat, feel free to chime in on this. Is there a space for killing without reason? And, and maybe there is. Maybe I have. Maybe there is a reason I'm just not figuring. Maybe I'm just too much on one side of the scale versus the other. But is there a reason to kill without reason? I didn't. I was non-threatening. I was minding my own business. But this person continue to come after me and was that griefing or was it just the fact that hey he didn't know what i was down there for you know i don't know uh, uh, I, I, I mean i really don't know the question is did you communicate with him while that stuff was going on you know that whole time letting him know listen i'm trying to get this or and you know because sometimes you just can communicate with them right on a PM or what have you in, in game and say I, look i'm just i'm not trying to do anything i have no weapons because you know sometimes you get people that say as long as you're not holstering a gun or you right. know, you're not going to your weapon um you know so i it, it, and, so, and we saw a, a, a guy out there a while ago in a um in a van duel ship the red one um oh cut oh the red one, one um blade i believe right? yeah mm -hmm. there was somebody out there doing that type of stuff in the blade and you know you have to those ships you have to you have to get on top of because it has a good shield and all that mess and and um it's very very agile so i i really don't know but it, it i mean it's just interesting to try to see the other side of it though in terms of the the guys who are doing that type of stuff in that area i it's kind of hard to sit there and try to say anybody's griefing in an area that's supposed to be unoccupied that is considered illegal illicit 
Right. Um, it's open season there, basically. You're saying. Yeah, well, yeah. Where do you hold the money? I mean, do you come in with reinforcement? I mean, we've done that several times when we right. one, a person sit down griefing everybody over there. We thought we we um, uh, defined it as griefing. So what did we do? We came in with the force and right. and clear and cleared the whole area. Right. So, so it's, it's you got to kind of watch out the balance there. You mm-hmm. know. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. I just said that um, if you're in downtown, you, you automatically consent to the griefing. But if he had just, you know, tried to st- stalk you for like five minutes and, and then he got bored and left, right? That that, that, that to me was, was some crime. Mm-hmm. The fact that you said that he spent fifteen minutes—that's right. when I was bored. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking you could be off making some more money. You're just trying to shoot me. It's like, what's the you know what's the point? But that's just me, anyway. Okay, um, downtown is closed for your safety. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, go to his next definition. Now, this is the definition that Captain Kidd introduces that I had not heard anybody really talk much about, and that's marauders. The next distinction for us is marauders, and marauders are are outlaws. And this is just my opinion. I don't think this is how it needs to go. I'm not going to try to force anybody to do this. It's just my uh, opinion about these distinctions. So a marauder is someone who's willing to KOS without warning. Uh, they don't offer surrender to their targets. And it, maybe it could be for purposes of retribution or infamy, or maybe they have a contract, I don't know. But that would be a different code of conduct for marauding. And I wanna just say going on the record that I'm not against marauders. I think it's a valid gameplay. It's just not pirate gameplay because pirates are about profit not about bloodshed. And they've always been about that. And I think that's really uh, the opportunity that we have in Star Citizen is to is to really make that distinction. Okay. So he sees marauders about bloodshed. In other words, it could be a contract, uh, could be some form of retribution, and it distinguishes itself from piracy. <clears throat> Does marauding get close to... Is there a fine line before you start griefing with marauding? Because this this goes back to my question about killing with a purpose, you know. And I mean, of course, people can always make an excuse for why they kill people, right? So that could be still kind of relative. But what do you think about that as far as he said about marauders? I mean, go first. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Fast. Go ahead. No, would you go ahead? I would go ahead. All right. So he's right in every sense of the word. Um, uh, but I don't think they do it just for bloodshed. Uh, I mean, from what I know is they like to, um, they they do wrong from place to place. Um, they do attack people, they do raids, but they do it in search of plunder. Mm. Okay. And okay. So it, it could be bloodshed. It could be, in other words, these people have no rules, mm-hmm. right? They have no rules. They're going to attack you for profit or non-profit. It doesn't matter. So they could, they could, so they could be basically like, let's say, for example, come to your base because they want to raid you for all your minerals that you've got or food supply. You know what I mean? And they just kill everybody but take your stuff. That's what you're saying. They just plunder. That's basically what they do. I mean, I mean, you could call. I mean, by the U E by the U E E's definition, the vandals are just that. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, let's be honest. Said that. You know, so with that being the case, it's kind of hard to get mad at players who are taking up that role. Because that should be the immersion of the game. Okay, you're not only fighting uh, in the in in uh, against the Vandals if you support the UEE, but let's say you support the um the people over there at uh, at Levski, the People's Republic. 
yeah. over there. They don't like the UEE at all, and they could have marauders just harassing the UEE and things like that, and you could be one of them. You don't have to be a, a, a sympathizer to the UEE. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, if you're dealing with, you're talking about role play, mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is good for that. I mean, right. can it be harassment? It, it, if it meets the definition and criteria of it, if that person is constantly hitting the same person over and over again, yeah, it's griefing and harassment. Mm-hmm. But no, I, w- I wouldn't see anybody who's out there in deep space just nailing every last ship they saw just for the fun of it as, as griefing. Wouldn't see that. Again, uh, the thing I do like that Captain Kidd does, and again, I know he says he's not trying to set the standard for everybody in the game, but I do like the fact that there's this aspect of structure of what these types of gameplay are um i I, and as you mentioned marauding can extend into a lot of other areas it doesn't have to be just bloodshed i think it might be a situation where bloodshed ends up probably happening more than piracy you can have piracy happen and nobody die but if you're going to go in and like you said plunder and take people's stuff more than likely especially if there's no negotiation you know i'm not giving you any option we're just going to show up and if you can defend yourself fine but if not we're taking everything we can and we're you know yeah no rules then i still see that as a a, a mechanic of gameplay that has purpose. I'm doing it for a reason and not just, hey, there's a base over there with some people walking around. Let's just go kill them. You know, that to me is the thing I worry about that goes outside of that definition of a, of a marauder. Fast card. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with, with, with what you just said. It's hard for me to mark my brain about it because, like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a card killing care bear. It's not something that I would do. I don't see. I'm, uh, let me rephrase this. It's not something I would, I would enjoy, but I mean, if other people enjoy it, as long as they're not, you know, griefing, then yeah, it's okay. As long as you like maybe one, possibly twice, you target the same person, uh, okay. We should continue to target one person, or just camping out in front of a newbie zone and mm-hmm. like marauding, mm-hmm. then yeah, to have a problem because mm-hmm. people can't, can't really defend themselves if they're, if they're, if they're, if they're, yeah. but yeah i hear you how how can you defend against that you can bring more people in and then they have uh higher possibly higher npcs to, to escort you and yeah stuff like that well martog great point martog says i think a simple definition of griefing is any game in any game is killing with main intent of making others have a worse game experience but if it's profit territory revenge etc those are legitimate in-game reasons to kill and the only problem, only problem the i have with that, that is what is intent Thank how you. can you determine <laughs> somebody's intent and then we're going to legal definition right well so, right. i know but i would go ahead go ahead <clears throat> If you put that type of a loose, loose terminology on that, then I, I mean, it's going to be hard to prove that that person intended to grief you. So it's, you know, well, yeah, but it, even Cap- even, yeah, even because even Captain Kidd said that he said the idea is to it becomes a personal, you're, you know, there's no real motive. There's no game driven motive for what you're doing. You know, this isn't enhanced gaming because see, my here's my issue. I, you remember the phrase that people say, why don't you go pick on somebody your own size, right? When you get somebody who's got a some big freaking hornet or something, shooting at somebody who's in a Aurora MR who's leaving out of Port O. There are some tough Aurora MR. Don't know. Wait, wait, no, no, no. I, I, I was going to qualify it. I was going to qualify it. The qualification was that more than likely they're a new player. Then I'm, I'm saying to myself, 
you know, isn't there somebody else bigger you can challenge? Somebody, if you're looking for a challenge or if you're looking to prove yourself as a fighter, um, there are plenty of other places you can go to do that. But the fact that you'd come specifically to Port O, hover outside of the uh, armistice area, just to nail an Aurora MR that you know more than likely is somebody who's just getting into the game, I, I just wonder about that. And that's just me. And I, that's why I want to go into this whole thing of criminal minds. I don't want to get too, te too deep into people's psychology and what they're thinking. Because like you said, Colossal, we can't know what people's real intent is. But we have to also wonder, does this impact the game in the sense of people wanting to play Star Citizen? Or are we turning people off? Or, or just we say, well, they don't have their big point. Because, you know, with Eve, it's real easy to say, if you ain't got your big boy britches on, don't play the game. You know, that's real easy, but it's also, but yeah, but it's also an excuse to a certain degree because we know that people who come into Eve come in at different levels. Now, if you tell me don't go into low sec or no sec with Joe, but I should be, I agree. But if I'm in high sec, you know, or, or I mean, I'm going to tell you simply, if you're talking about intent, you know, if, if you're, if I'm in an Aurora and you just pad ramp me in a freaking carrot, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, <laughs> your intent really isn't good. <laughs> Oh, the question didn't become: Would the character even survive? Because Aurora's a tough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we've seen them been popped. I've seen it several times out there in the, in, the, in the PTU. But the point is, you can't sit there and say, "Well, my intent was I was supposed to fly over you, and I just got too close." I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shivers got a good one here. Griefing is also he has this too. A grief, griefing is continuously killing someone over and over for no reason with such an intent that they can no longer get any. Was it? it jumped up? Oh, any type of enjoyment out of gameplay. Now that I do like because there That's is some the intent there to keep the person from even playing the game, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know that there's also this dynamic of people saying, well, if they want to do something, they can call for help. They can get some people to come help them. And I know that's a factor. And, I, and, and you know, in our organization, we've done that. People will come in and say, hey, I need some help. I get that dynamic. Um but, you know, not to be funny, I hope I don't offend anybody, but I have to worry about this, the psychology of some of the people who do it. I really do. I'm, I'm just going to call it for what it is. I, listen, when there's a whole universe and all you can find time to do is that, maybe you're bored. You know, maybe you're no, bored. Not, not even. But I'm I that's just me. I know some people might get mad when I say that, but I'm just I'm just saying for there's plenty of things to do. There's plenty of ways to connect in a social game like like uh, Star Citizen. Uh, even with a little bit of content we do have. Go ahead, Fastcart. I have an interesting point to make. Sure. Uh, in, in one of the latest um, comics, CIG announced that there's a free fly coming. Right. Um, in, in probably in, in a few weeks. So we're going to have a bunch of, bunch of new players coming in. They're going to be spawning in, in, in Port LSR. And some some of them, well, you know, because of their, because of their dislike against Star Citizen, are going to try to make people lives miserable as possible. Yeah. Well, the good news is is that they won't be coming into Port O anymore because you can't come in that way anymore now. Now you got to do Lorville or New Babbage or uh, R Corp. So uh, they're going to come in in a different well, way. But, 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 but they can get back to Port Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. And your point's well made. So we will see what happens during that time. Uh, that, that might be a new factor to deal with. Okay, we're going to move. Or, or, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Or it could just mean that there are more targets for people to um to make miserable. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. You know, hopefully, I mean, the free fly is supposed to be something that we do to generate greater interest in the game, and uh, hopefully, some of those actions aren't things that actually turn people off, uh, especially people who are because this whole space sim thing is still new for a lot of people. 
Um, let's jump into our last segment here. And uh, this kind of culminates with all the subjects we've been talking about, because any of the people who do any of this stuff, piracy, marauding, griefing, whatever you want to call it, pad, pad, they may find themselves going to this place, Monopoly, going to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You may find yourself in prison. And right now in 3.9, Cress, Cless, Clesher, thank you, Clesher Rehabilitation, the prison has been implemented. And uh, I put out an invitation to my host, uh, my co-host, uh, Fastcart. Yes, I said, Fastcart, listen, before we do this show, man, we got to go to prison. Colossal said, uh-uh, I'm not a statistic. You go by yourself, brother. So he yeah, would not go. Exactly he would not go to prison with me. He's not a brother. He would not go down to prison with me for three hots and a cot. Like, so, like, I, I, I'm the ambassador of Star Citizen. I don't need to increase my brother <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I, I fear you don't want to besmirch your reputation. That's how I get to do it exactly. by myself. Okay, so just so you guys will know, uh, Colossal and I, have gone to prison colossal will get to tell his story i'm gonna run my story first um i ended up going into prison by doing something very simple in fact i called colossal I said colossal how do i get into prison real easy he said just fly to the prison and shoot at it <laughs> so i got in a ship i flew to aberdeen uh found the prison flew toward it got to about less than a thousand meters and i didn't even see it but they shot me with something all i knew is i blew up and i woke up in prison and uh you wake up fully dressed in your prison clothing and you have a multi-tool uh in in this video you're seeing right now i shot video of me going in and getting blasted and going into prison uh but what i ended up doing was taking a little walk around the area to see what it looked like um saw that there was an area where you come in there's computer terminals where you can uh put your handprint down and it'll tell you who you are Oh, I'm sorry, before you even do that, when you leave your room, they welcome you to the prison and they tell you that you can work to get out. So you go to the computer terminal, uh, put your hand on it, gives you your ID, tells you why you're in there, how long you're going to be in there. Uh, just for coming to the prison and getting within proximity, because there were several warnings before I got there. Uh, after the third warning, that's when they fired on me and uh, I was automatically given 12 minutes to stay in prison. And this is 12 real time minutes, folks. If you're wondering, it is 12 real put minutes. On a timeout. I was put on a timeout. That's all that happened. Uh, I did have enough time to uh, get food, get drink, uh, get a med pen, uh, and then go into the mines. When you are in the, I guess the inner core, is that what it would be called? Colossal, that main area? Um, it's armistice. Um, you can't, yeah, yeah, you can't, there are guards there. There's tables there. Like if you want to sit down and eat lunch, um, you, it's a, it's a, like the common area, I guess. And, uh, you can't do any form of violence or any violence done against you. Uh, but once you go into the mining area at that point, you are vulnerable. And so I was very lucky that when I went on yesterday, even though it was in the, in the middle of the day, I didn't run to one person the whole time I was there. I was really surprised. Uh, but I went deep into the mine. I went about two levels in, uh, found some, um, I was going about to say some dolomite. That, that would be really messed up to say I found dolomite. I found dol <laughs> dolvine and I mined it. And right when I got through mining the dolvine, my time was up in the prison. And so I literally just found my way back and walked out and did a little process to get out of the prison. 
but Colossal has a deeper story than mine. And then I'll tell you about the story I saw that happened to Captain Richard. Colossal, why don't you go ahead and share your story? I just want to say 10, 12 minutes is a bunch of BS. Because- <laughs> Kimmy, thanks for the raid. Kimmy just raided us. Kimmy, thank you for the raid. We appreciate it. Kimmy's another soul citizen. Thanks, buddy. Go ahead, Colossal. I mean, it's a bunch of BS. I mean, you got freaking, what, 12 minutes? <laughs> Somebody else got 20 minutes. Okay, I've been there not once, not twice, but kind of four times. Uh-huh. And the least amount of time that I've had in that facility was 10 and a half hours. <laughs> okay, 10 and a half hours. And that was for a crime stat of two. Two. So, Klesher or Kleischer Rehabilitation Facility has rehabilitated me because I haven't been back since. Okay, I will not go I'm, back to that, to that facility. I'm going to say so bad, I apologize in advance, but you know, that's because Griffin is probably probably lighter than you. Uh, oh. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Whatever he did, I want to know. Because this makes no sense. Okay, I just went there the first time. I didn't know where it was at, and then I just looked around the galaxy. I didn't pinch. I was like, hey, where's where's Kleischer or Kleischer, whatever you want to call it. I'm right. German or not. And, um, and, and somebody said, oh, it's over here in Aberdeen. Go ahead and go for it. So I went go for it. And I think you have up until 10,000 kilometers, I believe, or 14 before you actually get into the restricted zone. So, yeah, you still got a ways before you get in there. And, and, and once you get between 14 or 10,000, they're basically telling you to get out before right. you get a crime stat. Yep. And then you get one crime stat, and before you know it, I had a whole bunch of turrets shooting at me. Now, I flew in the carriage, so I lasted a long time. Yeah. The first time. Yeah, because I flew in I flew in a freaking, uh, what did I fly in? Oh, I flew in in a Pisces. So they, yeah, they, there was no no time yeah. flat, yeah. No time. So yeah, so that was uh, that ended up um, with two crime stats and ten and a half hours worth uh, of, <laughs> of, of work. And so I was trying to figure out what was going on. Okay, I knew I had my orange suit. It was great, and wonderful. Um, <laughs> went down, went down to the mines. I didn't go that far because I am, you know, when dealing with uh, with uh, first person shooters, I am not the man to go to. <laughs> because of the fact that it's so much going on and it gives me headaches and I have to put Stop me before down. I make a launch at the new black joke. Stop me before I do that. <laughs> you know, I'm out for eight hours. So I'm sitting there and so imagine now you're down there as a first person and first person and, and you're looking at walls and you're trying to turn here and stuff like that and turn there. So it got very confusing in my head real quick and um and I spent about three and a half hours. I did not go as far as I as I should have because uh there are certain deposits in certain spots of Kleischer or Klesher. And the further you go, the more uh, valuable or the rarer the resources get. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go down there because you get to the boxing ring and things get a little bit dreary down yeah, there. Yeah, I was down you know, there. You're right. And then, you, you know, your oxygen starts to deplete and you yep. have to find these oxygen machines uh, to go ahead and at least uh, get the oxygen back. Oh, and by the way, once you deplete that oxygen machine, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, I mentioned it. I talked about the fact that I took a med pen and some food. If on the stream, you'll see me walking up to the commissary, and uh, I'm that's where I'm getting the stuff. It's free. You you when you get it, uh, but if you run out of oxygen, you're out of luck. So <laughs> you're in a suit when you're out there. So you need to have these items with you because if and like Colossal said, depending on how long you're out there, I think I was out there. For the amount of time it took me to go past section A, past the boxing ring into section B and come back, I had depleted, you may be able to see it on the video when we get done, but I want to say I had depleted about 
70 to 60% of my oxygen. And that was not in a lot of time. So go ahead, Klaus, so you can finish on talking about it. Yeah, I mean, just long story short, you know, I went ahead and did mine the rare resources. And I learned from that because everybody else after that basically said, when you mine the rare deposits, it cuts off between 15 to 20 minutes of your time. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for giving me that information weeks late. Because <laughs> I spent three and a half hours down there mining. So it took from 10 and a half hours to seven. And that's when I got my free release. That was after the first time. And then the other three times after that, I got put in jail for 11 and a half hours. And instead of doing my due diligence, I did my due diligence, which was cut the game off and go to sleep for 11 and a half hours and then came back on. So, I mean, it's, it, it's, it basically rehabilitated me. Uh, I might just go back <laughs> one time, <laughs> just one time to check and see if anything new has popped up or if my sentence will be commuted a little bit less. You know, so we'll see how that happens because, you know, 10 minutes sounds good versus two versus 11 hours. Now, you told me one time when you went, you got attacked. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, I got attacked. Somebody hit me in the head with a freaking, um, <laughs> with, with, a, with, a, with a, uh, one of those mining tools. <laughs> and if you do some, if you do some egregious act, you do get, there's, there's like certain things on it. There's, um, you got whatever sentence you have. And then there's something like, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, something like bad behavior while in prison. Yeah, and that gets extended onto whatever your sentence time is already is. So if you do something stupid, like maybe shank somebody up in there, uh, and things like that, that can extend your service there. Wow. Well, I I can tell you this: there were a couple things that I saw while I was there. One of them was uh, the deep. You mentioned this: the deeper you go in the mines, it gets scary. Um, you can you can get lost in the mines as well. I didn't even want to consider the idea of trying to escape because it was too unfamiliar. I think maybe after you've gone there a few times, yeah, it, it just within that, but, but, but even so, I'm just saying the, the, uh, just the navigation for me to get to the place where there was the Dolvine took me uh, 12 minutes to get to it. And so the idea of trying to remember in, in, when I came back, when I was trying to come back to the exit, I made two wrong turns on the way back. The boxing rings mm -hmm. on screen. Now I, I made two wrong turns on the way back. Um, and so I said, man, I can't imagine if I went deeper down in this thing, I'd have to, you know, you don't have glow sticks to drop on the ground to give you some breadcrumbs. No. You have to try to memorize all these turns. And mind you, if your oxygen is depleting, uh, this is going to be a real issue. So I can't imagine when you're trying to escape out of here, if you haven't in some way or other formed a map of the layout of this place in your head, you may have some real problems. You, you definitely won't make it out. Um, one of the two, two stories I want to share real quick. I watched Captain Richard when this first went out uh, to um, concierge and to subscribers, and he was playing, and I don't know if they've changed something since then, but he was trying to get out. He finally did enough mining to get out, and when he went to the machine that you have to put your resources in to pay off your debt, some guy came up behind him and started punching him in the head. Mm -hmm. And so you started seeing him with the, the dizzy blur look, mm -hmm. and he had to call a couple of his friends to come over and that, then there were three guys beating this guy up so that Captain Richard could put his stuff in the machine and get out of the prison uh, because evidently somebody might have been stream sniping and saw it was Captain Richard and decided to go after him, right? Um, so that was one instance of something that I saw somebody do. The second thing I saw was another good friend of mine, uh, Thel Crow. He was streaming yesterday and I saw him breaking into the prison from outside and that was no small task. Watching him 
find the ladders and the staircases that lead down into the entrance. He died <laughs> on his way down there. He missed one of the, the ladders and dropped like probably 100 meters and died. Um, but there, I guess evidently there's a way to even break into the prison if you know how to navigate through that. Yeah, we've seen a couple of people. Go ahead, go ahead. Real, real quick, I, I must apologize. I don't know what's going on with my PC. It, it did it twice. My, it looked like my video video drivers crashed. And I had That's to okay. Click and click and restart. So we saw you come back. back. No problem. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we All saw right. a couple of friends gas had it. We we saw several um, people in, in our org who uh, basically broke in, um, and uh, and 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 they somehow made it. And the good thing about breaking into the facility was they were able to um get the hacking codes mm -hmm. what uh to the buildings that were outside and i thought that was phenomenal mm. that's a nice area of the gameplay that they added in the game where if you do break out or you do have you do break out and you have somebody to uh to bail you out uh with a, a, a aircraft or what have you or you can go ahead and look around and there's some terminals that you can go to and it has these codes and what i right. heard about the codes is i heard the codes do change yes they change the codes um, they do so which is which is good because you don't have the same code all the time you, you can just write down and say oh here's the code and give it to somebody else and hope and pray they, they go ahead and unlock the, those those doors to get that rover um so and then you try to go ahead and hit on out now i don't know what type of gameplay they're going to put after you get the rover i don't know if there's going to be some people coming after you uh in their own rover some npcs mm -hmm. nice if they did that that you have to find some way to dodge them or either try to destroy them as, as you're escaping they need to add that part they can't just say you got out and that's it right right because currently that's what happens so, when you, so, when you so it's gonna be mad max and star citizen right well, absolutely right well currently what happens is this you you you, you walk out and when you go out the door the screen goes black and then you wake up at uh everest harbor so there is so no legally. Le yeah, right. Legally, I'm saying legally, right. Yeah. But but I'm saying even that aspect. Somebody had suggested the other day it would be really cool if you came out and there was a transport shell or something else. I mean, just to keep the immersion going, so that there's this right. it's not this jump straight up to a space station that's up in the air. And to your point, Colossal, uh, those those combination codes lead to garages where those rovers are, where you can get out. Which it's going to be interesting to see how all that game play plays out. Um, there is a video that morphologist put out yesterday or day before yesterday no it was earlier this week he interviewed one of the devs from cig and this was so cool the dev referenced the possibility of some form of creatures that might end up being in these caves later hmm. xenomorph or something so think about that aspect right when you're trying to get away and get out you're already worried about you know automated guns or <laughs> you know the, the path that you have to take to get out. But imagine also the possibility is a possibility that there's something in the caves. That I'm would be amazing. Like black. Oh, that would be too scary. That would be too scary. <laughs> right. That would be too scary for those of hey, you. Who seen it. I'm not down for that. Yeah. Shiver says, I saw this guy who left prison after a while. His brother picked him up outside, but the guy was driving a former police, <laughs> former police car. Are you talking about the Avenger? Or are you talking about something for real? No, I, no <laughs> I know a shiver. Who knows, right? <laughs> but can we brought up a, a point? He's talking about the Blues Brothers. I know. I know this reference. Like, it's more like our punishment than gameplay. But I think that that's kind of a point. What is what's more like punishment? 
Uh, the the prison game, the prison game fight. Uh, great, great, great. great <laughs> shit. Let Joker serve that let, time. Let's, if let's, you want to do the time, then don't do the crime. Well, <laughs> let, let's let's reference the term punishment, right? Because punishment is is a repercussion of something that you've done that's in violation of a law or some rule that's been put in place, right? And I think that we we all know that prison is going to, this is the first iteration of prison, but there's a lot of benefits that could come out of people who go to prison, right? We can start seeing mission givers who are in the prisons. You can see certain things that, you know, certain information you can only get if you go to prison. Maybe there's some high level person, some high level criminal who's there. You get to interact with that person and maybe you, you, you know, you go out and mine a certain amount of resources and trade with him and that per or her, and they give you information so that when you get out, you can do something. There may be some real benefits for people who do end up going to prison other than just being quote unquote, put into a time out. Right. Um, Maybe there's a role guard that you have to find at a specific time. There like you go. They're just not there all the time. It could be in a day cycle or night cycle, and that person pops up. Maybe that person pops up every two days, yeah. every three days, and that person is giving you access to weapons. And you do a mute, or you do a little pirate. I mean, a, a jailbreak, or or, right. or or a little jail. You know, some type of facade over at the jail cells with multiple people. If if that, if that person or NPC is on a timer, you know there's going to be a site or a page someone someone's going to make to like set the, set, okay, this person is here at this time, go get, go or, get or, or it could be randomized. As long as we have a name for the person, even if it's randomized, we can figure, they can figure out ways to make it work. Or that that person doesn't pop up at the same spot every time. Maybe at one point they're deeper in the mine, maybe one point they're at the entrance. But, but to your point, you're absolutely right. That's going to be the challenge of Fast Cart that you just mentioned for CIG to make the whole prison model, that whole thing, something that always remains challenging. Because right now I heard people who were making the run, I think uh, Paul last week told us there are people making the run out of the prison in like 12 minutes, 15 minutes, they've Five. narrowed it down. Yeah, some crazy shortened amount of time. But this is the first iteration, but they figured out the route, the jumping that you need to do to get out. And so, so of course CIG is gonna complicate it. They're gonna make it a little bit more difficult uh to me i didn't even think about it like i told you my first time there i wasn't even thinking about trying to i was just like let me just cut these rocks and get out of here because i ain't trying to walk out of here that's, that's not gonna happen and by the way i heard i heard this too if you're captured or, do they double your time colossal something like that if you're caught when you try to get out oh i i've never um you know like i said i've been rehabilitated <laughs> I haven't been back, nor tried to escape. Uh, okay, I, 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 I'm maybe, not the only one, Griffin. I'm not I, the I know, one. I know. Well, maybe somebody in chat knows, but I thought I heard that if you try to escape, your time is actually doubled if you get caught. I thought I heard something like that. Um, by the way, if you do escape, keep in mind, if you do escape, you do not have any of your items because all your items have been confiscated. You still have a crime stat as well. And you're still banned in certain areas for where you want to go. So you're going to need somebody to help you who can get you a key card. Uh, you're going to have to try and get that crime stat reduced. And even then, your stuff, all your clothing and items are still back at the prison. So that's going to be another factor. Do you want to leave your stuff there and rebuy all your stuff all over again? Wow. There's a lot of stuff to think about when it comes to deciding, you know, in what way you're going to leave Klesher. And we can assume that Klesher is just one prison that as the systems grow, so the idea of prisons 
Uh, prisons may become maximum security even. You may have light level prisons. Who knows what they're going to do? I'm looking forward to it because I think it creates a different balance of gameplay. But as long as it stays, and I think it should stay to the point where people who decide to live the life, the criminal mind folks, that they still want to come back to the game. I, I don't want it to get to a point where they feel like, ah, forget this, I don't want to do it. If they do feel that way, but it's balanced, then fine, let them leave. But I like the ones who look at it as a challenge and see some benefit if that happens, that there may be some good reasons for ending up in prison. I, I just want to say, if I ever decide to to go criminal or like Breaking Bad, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go so far. I'm gonna get the death mark in Trump systems. <laughs> <laughs> you want the serious reputation? Okay, we get the Star Wars I mean, reference. <laughs> there is there is going to be there is a major penal colony um, in oh, yeah, the lore right. and on the map on the in the star map. So I cannot remember what it was. I wish I would have brought it here, but but there's a, a major penal colony there. Um, I know Kimmy made two other points that I know I saw one earlier talking about how you might have a rival org um, in the in the prison system with you. Wouldn't that be neat when you mm -hmm. sit there and you get your rival org up in the boxing ring? And the other one he's saying you have to wipe your criminal record. Um, I mean, you would have to hack in and do something like that, Kimmy, because from what the dev said that there's supposed to be a uh, a criminal record tracker that's a, that they that they would like to track, uh, like to stay on your record. So whoever sees you in game, they're supposed to be able to pull up your criminal record mm. or whatever record you have and see it. So it'd be. I hope they put that in, because um, if I'm riding around, I mean, I had a, a, a member uh, a, a while ago jump in. It's like colossal, you know, come come fly me over here. And so I put the member in my ship, and they were like, oh, by the way, I have a level two crime stat. <laughs> <laughs> and that was right when we got stopped by the police and the police said that I was harboring a fugitive and then I got the crime stat. <sighs> you know, so it, it, that it, I would have known that. Uh, and at that time, it was a bug in the game and I couldn't see uh, if they had a if they had a rating. So, But if they put that in game to where you're able to basically look at that person's journal and see that they got a criminal rick a, a history longer than your arm, then it'll be fantastic to, to have in game. I just got to say, I love Twitch chat. You guys are tickling my, my, my nostalgia real hard. Oh, God. I know the arguing between the Bluesmobile and the General <laughs> Lee is too funny. I swear. I'm like, I'm like, when, when did we like go back to like old nostalgia 80s TV? But it's like they're having fun. So that's that's more than fine. That is more than fine. Um, I love it. So let me ask you a question. Uh, real quick survey from you guys. Uh, Colossal, I'll start with you. There was a lot of concern about a law system when this was first announced uh, justice. There were people who were real nervous about it, weren't sure what it was going to be. Then when they talked about a prison, people's hair went up even more. They were a little nervous about it. Um, in light of what you see so far, uh, how do you feel CIG has brought this, how they've introduced this extra component now to you know the crime stats and all that stuff? How do you think the prison system has kind of come out so far? I mean, it's probably the same type of people that were scared over fuel and food and drinks being put in game. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's, I mean, just, it's great. It's, it's a good immersion. Um, you got people who are always concerned, uh, and, and this is just going to the sympathetic side and not trying to be empathetic, but I understand because there's a lot of games that we've played 
where you know you can say Age of Conan for one, where they nerfed the necromancers. You can say uh, Star Wars Galaxy, where they completely came in and the NGO completely wiped and screwed up the entire great game. Um, uh, you know, you can you, there are a lot of people who played these types of games to where it just took one or two, whatever. I won't even say brave. I would say idiotic ideas that came in. And completely messed up the entire uh, game, and all of a sudden, there's no attendance, and the game is gone. Um, I, I think, as of right now, um, uh, May third, two thousand twenty. By the way, as of right now, uh, Star Citizen is on the right track. CIG is on the right track, implementing a jail system. We have jails in real life in every country you go to, at least every civilized country you go to. Um, you know, and um, and that type of stuff is needed to correct or control a society or an environment. So, I mean, they're, they're heading down the right path uh, in terms of with the prison. I'm interested in seeing uh, the penal colony uh, and how they're, I mean, these are the first steps on how they're going to go ahead and they can change things. It's like a living document. So it's, uh, it's, they're on the right step. I think they've implemented things correctly and I look forward to seeing some more implementations in the future. Vescar? First off, I just want to say to Kimmy, don't get me started on the easy dude. You're wrong, <laughs> man. Don't do that. <laughs> Second of all, back to the topic. Uh, part of the reason I don't want to participate in this prison prison thing is that, you know, Griffin went in, he got 12 minutes. Glosser got in, he, he got 10 hours. I'm going to get 24 hours. Just look at me. Compare me to Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it's like, I hope they expand on it. I hope this isn't, like, some, sometimes they do stuff like Arena Command or Stormarine. They go in and put something in and not iterate on it anymore. I see, I don't see them stopping iteration on this. Like, let me, let me put it this way. I see them continuing to iterate on this. At least, at least that's my hope. And, you know, make some improvement. Whatever feedback they get, they'll um, listen to it and um, and try to expand on it, make it better. Um, Make 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 it so that the 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 time fit the crime and stuff like that. So I'm hopeful, but we'll have to see. I mean, there's always going to be people who, who disagree with um stuff st st how it's implemented. Mm -hmm. But I hope that over time it'll be kind of normalizing and people who get used to it, it'll be okay. Yeah, I think um, I want to comment back to something Colossal said a couple of minutes ago when he says I think the same people who worried about this may have been the people who worried about food and drink. Um, and I and, and to your point, Colossal, there are some genuine and even valid concerns for when people talk about implementing something into a game that they like already. And when you start bringing up this this word, you know, change, right, something different. Um, and I think that there's already a couple of things that CIG has going against them. One, the fact that they're creating something that's different, which in and of itself, you know, people are fearful of things that are different. And secondly, also, the fact that, as you mentioned, the gaming industry has tried to implement certain mechanics that have quite often made a game that was very good, uh, you know, less desirable for people wanting to come back to and play. Um, I, and, and I'm not trying to defend Star Citizen in this area, but I, I but I, I'm going to defend them to a certain degree. So far, so far, when the community has come together in a in a decent voice, I'm talking about in the sense of a logical, rational, and large voice, CIG has listened. And, and I, I really think about when hover mode came out in particular, there was a lot of concern, you know, hover mode came out, people didn't expect it. 
but but people raised the issue and said, hey, we're having problems. And and they responded to the community. Uh, when Food and Drink came out, we made jokes on it a few weeks ago about the show that people were over worrying about food and drink. People were talking about, I don't want this to become seven days to die or this, that, you know, it's, no, it's not, or arc. And we get it because games like that, literally, when you get an arc, all you do is eat for the freaking first hour. So I get it. But but there was but, never and, anything to make us think. Go ahead, fast card. There's nothing to make us think. This that is we important. Uh, as far as the feedback and stuff, I haven't seen anything about bobblehead. They haven't addressed that. <laughs> That's true, right? <laughs> Nobody's argued about that. So, so my point, in the most case, CIG, even when they flub, even when they make that mistake, if the community's on point, they respond to it. So food and drink, I, most people now have seen that food and drink has not ruined your day. Uh, you know, you're not walking around having to drink every five minutes that people were worried about. Um, and the same thing with the prison system. You know, um, it took a little bit before I got into the prison. I think I had a Crime Stat 1 colossal when I was flying in. No problem. I think it's like you said, Crime Stat 2 and above that you got to start worrying about it. Um, so we'll see how this iteration goes, how well they continue to develop it. But once again, remember, this is only the first iteration uh, in the game. So. I'm gonna stop. I'll stop there. Go ahead, fast car. I'll let you go. Then colossal, I, and I'll close out. I, 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 oh, Dad's gonna make a, a bad joke. I think for me, it'll just be a crime that is three fifth, and I'll be in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any, do you have anything else you want to say about griefing or piracy or marauding or the prison? I think, I think we covered it. Um, I thought marauding that was a new a new term for me, like a new new way of thinking for me. I thought I have to wrap my wrap my around. Wrap my mind around it some more, mm -hmm. but as far as you know, I am. I don't like even if I haven't been, been clear on that before. So it's like, in my definition of griefing probably differs from other people. Mm -hmm. Being a care bear and being a proud care bear, being okay. a hard care care bear. Have okay. I mentioned I'm a care bear? Yes, <laughs> you have. Um, yes, <laughs> only once. But, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like um. I'm looking, I'm hoping, like I said before, I'm hoping that uh, CIG will continue iteration on it, make it better, make some improvement. And, you know, by the time they add that bigger penal system mm -hmm. that, that we're, we're unsure about the location of, um, they'll, they'll have their, you know, they have a better idea of what mistakes to, uh, they made this time and not make them going forward or make improvements or not just not just mistakes so right right we'll okay saint tosin thank you for correcting saint tosin said that yes you can go to prison even with a, a level one crime stat so i stand corrected he said evidently mm -hmm. he knows so be careful if you get that level one get it cleared out um j2 you said you're going to maraud all of our asses well that's going to be the same thing that happens to you if you go to prison pardon the expression okay <laughs> Colossal, <laughs> go ahead and uh, give us your thoughts, Colossal, or anything you want to tell in at the end. Like I said, A-H-W-A-G-N-B-T-D, <laughs> assholes who ain't got nothing better to do, with all due respect to your uh, uh, the show that you've Lord K, so the bot don't, don't ban you. No disrespect, Captain Kid. I hope we have a good relationship in the verse. But, uh, you know, it, I, 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 I love what they got going on. I, I, I love the emergency, emergency or emergency. I love the emergence. I love um, uh, the fact that Captain Kit was able to use able to show stuff with Captain Kit and Bort Gaber, so you can uh, uh, see the other side of what is going on. Um, and you know, just like uh, I, I hope they do do piracy with honor, 
but you just got some of those people that would hit the terminology and definition of griefing and things like that and so forth. Uh, and I look forward to seeing CIG's efforts into trying to manage that. But as far as your rehab facilities, I'll tell you right now, and I'll say it again, I have been rehabilitated <laughs> and I will not try to make any efforts into going to Kleischer or Klesher because uh, that was too much of uh, an event for me. But um, <laughs> great, uh, uh, I mean, I, I love what Star Citizen is doing mm -hmm. and um, I look forward to seeing some other things. Now if they can go ahead and put some other stuff towards gameplay and uh, and uh, the economy, bringing that merchantman, I'll be happy. All right, well, we got the summer, we've got the summer to look forward to. I saw what you guys were making the comment about in relation to hover mode. And yes, hover mode is coming back, but in a different iteration, and hopefully it will be tweaked and be much more manageable. I agree, there were some of us that actually got used to hover mode. We we're like, okay, we figured it out, but it was definitely not intuitive. So hopefully they'll develop something that is uh, still challenging, but at the same time, uh, makes it welcoming for players to learn how to do so anyway in relation to all this for those of you who have criminal minds all you criminals out there you bad thinking people we still love you we appreciate you being in the universe and i appreciate heart. everybody who your heart yeah we appreciate everybody who turned in tuned in with us tonight too um heart. double hearts yeah there you go let's see who we can raid tonight who can we raid uh, let's hit, uh, we hit Burke's last time, Captain Richard, he don't need nobody. Uh, let's see. Um, no, really. I, you know what? We haven't done, let's do Red Lear. We'll do Red Lear tonight. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, guys, thanks again for tuning in again. We appreciate all of you and hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Next week, our show, what's our next week's show on, is it Starships next week? Exploration? Oh, it's the week after that. Next week, oh, next week we're going to do CitizenCon 2013. No, no, no. Gamescom. No. Gamescom 2014. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to go back and see how all this stuff got started again. And uh, yeah, it's going to be real interesting. So, tune in next Sunday, 7 o'clock. We'll have a different crew here. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Stay healthy. Take care of yourself. And always, we want to say love, peace, and soul. See you guys real soon. <laughs> take care. Some people just want to see the world burn. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. And that was Alfred, by the way, who said that. I know you were trying to think of who it was, but Alfred said it's a Bruce Thank Wayne. You. All right. See you guys later. That's like a Are detox doing TV. Uh, and we, could, we could always steal Yeah, let's jump over there real quick. Let's use them as our own until he finds out and sues us.